The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. Do that again. You sounded stupid. (laughs) You'll sound stupid next time. That was a weird voice. I didn't like that voice. Okay, fine. Welcome to the Sierra and Ashley show. (laughs) Yes, hello. We've rebranded. We're no longer going to be talking true crime. Instead, we're just going to be boring you with the stories of our lives. It won't be boring, though, because we're funny. We are. We're funny as shit, man. Okay. So anyways, um, we're not the Ashley and Sierra show. Oh, Sierra and Ashley show. Whatever I said. We are Weekly Dose of Wicked. Yes, yes, we are. We have not rebranded. We have not. Um, Actually, we like made things real official because we went on down to the register of deeds. Yeah, we did. And we registered as a general partnership in the state of North Carolina. Woohoo! Big money. Cost us $26. So we are official. We're officially a general partnership. So a round of applause. Great job. All right. So um, go us. Go us. Making moves, man. Next stop, LLC. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see where this road takes us. Anyways, next stop for you is to go to patreon.com slash weekly dose of wicked. That's right. And for the low, low cost of only $3 a month, you can join our base level. I don't even remember what's called. We haven't talked about the levels of the Patreon in so long. I don't know. Let's skip it. They know the levels. They don't know the levels, but if you go to patreon.com, you'll see the levels. There are four of them. You got a tier for $3. You got a tier for $5. You got a $7. And then you got the $10. I know who the $10 are because they are the extraordinarily wicked. One of them's moderate. Yeah. I mean, I know what they're all called, but I don't remember what order they're going. It's the moderately wicked, the awesomely wicked, the extraordinarily wicked, and the... Kind of wicked. No, they're not the kind of wicked. They're so lame. <laughs> I don't remember what they're called. I honestly, I honestly have no idea. I don't remember. No, my brain's not quite there today. It's the end I of the have, work week for me. I have a really bad headache today. Um, and I did some research on a case and it made me afraid to take Tylenol. So. I bet you know what that case is. Doesn't matter because we're not doing it. Ashley did not seem enthused. Oh my God. We're not getting on this tangent again. Anyways. So what else can you do? What is your other next stop? Uh, once, once you're done with the patreon.com, you're going to head on over to Apple Podcasts, where you're going to leave us a rating and review, preferably five star. No less. I mean, I'd take less. Honestly, I think it'd be funny as shit to get a one star review. I have someone just like funny. roast us and be like, these bitches are the stupidest girls in the world. I mean, it would be funny. It would be pretty hilarious. What the fuck, Sterling? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sorry. So sorry. Sorry for that interruption. We're back. So sorry for that brief interruption. But the beautiful thing about editing is there was no interruption for them. Yeah. So even though we just took a 
FaceTime in the middle of the podcast. No one has to know. <laughs> okay, I'll put it on Do Not Disturb. Yeah, now, that would so. be ideal, actually. Yeah, you know, like this is your first day in the studio or something. <laughs> well, it's only my third, so. Mm, I don't care. I'm not on my game today. No, you're not. So anyway, back to what we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about uh, Apple Podcasts. Go on there, leave us ratings and reviews. Head on over to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, Ashley couldn't figure out the Twitter. I got it all figured out for you guys. So now updates will be posted to Twitter every week because I linked them, you know, as the social media manager would have done had she known how to do it. Well, anyways, um, we also have a YouTube with all of our old stuff. So um, go subscribe. Yeah, go subscribe to our YouTube. Um, even if you don't listen to it, subscriptions would be real sweet of you. We'd really appreciate it. What else we got? We got anything exciting going on right now? Mm, no. Not really, you know. I'm trying to think. Like, maybe I had something cool going on, but I don't. I got a boring life. Yeah, me too. I climbed a ladder today. That's about all the excitement I got in my life. Yeah, I worked. No, pretty that boring. That was boring. not really so... much going on at all. There's something I was going to tell him, though, but I don't remember what it was. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, um, I was going to apologize to them. Oh, yeah. In case our audio's shit. Which it might be. Yeah. So just in case our audio sounds like trash, guys, I'm really sorry. We're just trying to figure out this whole new uh, recording in person thing because we like... It's like every time we get the hang of things, something throws itself at us and ruins it. Or we throw something at ourselves. No, but a majority of the time it's not our fault. This time it's totally our fault. Yeah. But in the past, it's been um, like technical issues or like my computer not working or like a mic breaking or like stuff like that. So it's like every time we get the hang of this thing, we think like, yeah, we're real podcasters. And then we have to buy new mics because ours broke. Yep. Or we buy an audio interface so we can record in person and be cool. We don't know how to use it. Yeah. No, we do not use it. I don't well, now. Think, I don't think the issue is we don't know how to use it. I just think the issue is, I don't know. We got to figure it out. I'm not really sure. It just seems like I'm a little echoey. And it's, I mean, it's my fault. I'm just a loud bitch. Yeah, you are. I'm and really I'm a loud. a quiet bitch. So. so both mics are picking up my voice and Ashley's quiet. So we've got to work with the gain and whatever. That's all technical shit you guys don't care about. But just bear with us while we figure out how to fix the audio issues. So sorry for being echoey. So sorry. Sorry about that. But other than that, yeah, that's really all we got. All right, well, let's jump on in then. Can't wait. Okay, so um, I have a trigger warning. Um, this case is awful and horrible, and it's really rough, and I'm really sorry. Uh, but the trigger warning is that it involves kids and sexual assault. So um, feel free to skip this one and come back next week. That won't hurt our feelings. This is true. So without further ado... On January 4th, 1984, in Aurora, Colorado, in the very early morning, James is still up from the night before. He's making a mixtape. Ooh, what year was this, 1984? In 1984, so very 80s, making a mixtape. I really like that a lot. So I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So around 2 a.m., he finally goes to bed, next to his wife, Kim. Shortly after he goes to sleep, he is jolted awake with a slam to the left side of his head. He wakes up, and he's, like, talking to the attacker, like, whoa, what's going on? So that must have surprised them because then they threw a hammer at Kim's head and fled the scene. When the police arrived, they found no signs of forced entry. And the point of entry was the garage where the garage door was left open. <sighs> what a rookie mistake. I freaking hate that. Yeah. But it was also the 80s. So, you know, people were a lot um, less careful then. Can I just make th- take this moment to make a PSA hmm. about garage doors? 
Um, because I feel like it's common knowledge and everyone should know this, but not everyone does. And if you don't know it, it's okay. We're not making fun of you. I just want to make sure you do know for the future. So a lot of people have garage doors and then they have like a interior, like a a exterior door into the garage, you know, like from the house to the garage. Right. And they think that because their garage door is shut, that they are safe to leave that door unlocked. Please do not leave that door unlocked. Yeah. No. Garage doors are... Not safe. Universal. The little remote buttons are universal. There's literally like five. So somebody can order one online and then just drive around a neighborhood until like pushing the button until a door opens. Right. The amount of people I know who leave their like door from their house to their garage unlocked makes me sick. Yeah. No. Just don't ever do that. Like do not. And if you're someone who thinks it would be fun to order a garage door button off of Amazon and drive around, don't do that. No, that makes you a trash bag. Yeah, that makes you a straight-up trash bag, and that's not our opinion. That's facts. Facts. So, yeah, no. the um, I assume maybe the gar- like exterior door was also unlocked, but the actual garage door was left open in yeah, this case. Yeah, like the overhead door. Overhead door, yeah. Yeah, don't do that for damn sure. Do not leave your overhead door. Don't leave any doors to your house unlocked, honestly. No. I don't care where you live. Don't leave your doors unlocked. I don't care if it's open. the safest thing. Don't do it. Do not. So Kim's purse was also dumped out, and other than that, though, nothing was taken or messed with. Their house was perfectly fine. The couple described the man as a black male with a medium build. Other than that, it was dark, and they couldn't see any distinguishing features. That was their only description. Both Kim and James were taken to the hospital. Kim had a concussion, and James had a skull fracture. Oh, but other than lived? that, They lived, and other than that, they were okay. Okay. I thought we were about to have, like, a straight-up murder right away, right out of the gate. Nope, not yet. So a few days later, on January 10th, very early in the morning, Donna Dixon arrived home from working as a flight attendant. So, like, early in the morning, like, midnight. Like, January 9th to January 10th. So she pulls into her garage, and as she's getting out of her car, she is met with a hit to the head with a hammer. She is knocked unconscious and is hit repeatedly with the hammer and raped. Her attacker then left her there to die. She wakes up later, naked in her garage, in a pool of her own blood. Confused, she staggers into her house and finds her way to her bed, where she then goes to sleep in the fetal position. Sometime the next day, her boyfriend Ron arrives to her house and finds her barely alive in her bed covered in blood. He calls 911, and when the police arrive, they find the gruesome scene in the garage, a hammer left behind, and her purse dumped on the ground. They believed um, that she survived this because she was laying on the cold ground. It was, um, you know, January in Colorado, so it's cold. Blood clots when it's cold. You don't bleed as much, so they think that's what um, saved her life. So she does live, but she has an extremely long recovery, and she had to relearn how to talk, walk, even learn how to eat. Through it all, though, her boyfriend Ron stayed by her side, and at one point, the media published that um, she was still alive. So Ron was really worried that this attacker might come back, so he spent every night in the hospital with her with a gun by her side. Hmm. That actually, then, like, really broke my heart. Yeah. What you just said, like how she like crawled to her bed and laid in the fetal position, like that actually like pulled my heartstrings. I told you this case was horrible. What the heck is wrong with you? It's not me. It's this dude. I know. But um, there was a happy ending to that. Later, Ron and Donna got married. That's good, I guess. Later that same day, Sherry was at a bus stop waiting for her mom, Patricia Smith, to come pick her up. Sherry and her two kids lived with her mom after her divorce. They moved to Lakewood, Colorado. Their normal daily routine was for Sherry to ride the bus, and Patricia would 
um, pick her up from the bus stop, and then together they would go pick up her two small children and take them back to the house. But that day, Patricia never came to pick her up. After waiting a while, Sherry called her mom's house phone, but there was no answer. So she was thinking, oh, she's on her way. Maybe she's just running a little late. She waited a while longer, and Patricia still did not show. So Sherry called her cousin, and together they went to pick up the children and take them home. When they arrived, the garage door was open, and Patricia's car was in the garage, and the TV was on upstairs. So Sherry didn't think much of it. She was thinking, oh, maybe my mom took a nap, and she just didn't wake up in time. The kids were really excited to go home and see their grandmother, so they ran inside. Amber, who was six years old at the time, was the first person to enter the home, and she was the one to be met with the sight of her grandmother's body laying on the floor in a puddle of blood. Ugh. Isn't that awful? Oh, I don't like that at all. That poor little baby, scarred I don't like for that life. at all. So her grandmother's body was laying on the floor, um, covered in a blanket, or her face was covered in a blanket. Sherry um, immediately got the kids out because she didn't want them to see anymore. They ran to the neighbor's house and called the police. The police arrived and found no signs of forced entry, a hammer next to the body, and her purse dumped and some jewelry taken, but nothing else in the house was touched. Patricia's pants were pulled down, and there were signs of sexual assault. She was hit 17 times with a hammer. 17? 17 times. I have a question. You might not know, and you might cover it later. Okay. Is he bringing these hammers with him, or are the hammers the people already have? He's bringing them with him and then leaving. That's kind of crazy, considering that, like, the first one was the same night. He just had multiple hammers? I guess. Okay. I was thinking that, like, if these were hammers, he was finding in the garages. No. Which would be, you know, completely understandable. Right. I mean, I think most people probably keep hammers in the garage. Um, yeah. I know that it's still, like, horrible, but I just find it more terrifying when people, like, kill you with things that are your own things. Oh, yeah. Like, for example, um, you've been to my house, you know, like, the woodcutting area. Uh, Jacob has, like, multiple axes. And right. I made him lock them all up because he just, like, had them willy-nilly. And I was like, this is literally <laughs> murder weapon galore. Right. Like, put these away. For Somebody sure. literally could just come in our backyard, pick up one of these axes, and bust our damn door down. Yeah. Can you put them away? And he's yeah. like, oh, you're so dramatic. And I'm like, no, we're giving them the murder weapon. Right. Yeah, put I find that, that terrifying. Away. They broke into your house, not knowing what you have in there. Right. And you something from your... Like, they came not prepared. Yes. To kill you. Terrifying. Those are, like, the most terrifying kind of people are the ones that can enter your home having no idea what's on the other side and then use your own belongings to kill you yeah no makes my skin crawl like i hate it but okay it's not good still that he's killing with hammers but i was really gonna be disgusted if he was using their own hammers yeah no he's bringing them with him that's also kind of creepy though like who has so many hammers because he's leaving them every time right like did he i wonder if they're all the same hammer did he, like, bulk order hammers? I don't think they're the same hammer, but I'm not positive. Okay. I'm just wondering if he bulk ordered hammer. It's like construction bundle from Lowe's. Maybe, but I don't think so. Okay. Continue. That was not relevant. I just wondered. I mean, I guess it was kind of relevant. So anyways, the scene was processed. They collected items for evidence and dusted for f- fingerprints. The brutal death of Patricia was really a shock to her family, friends, and community. Everyone who knew her said that she had no enemies. She was gentle, sincere, caring. That it had to be random because no one that knew Patricia would do that to her. So this was the first of these three attacks that even made the news. The first two never even made media. Are they all not in the same area? Yeah. They're so people are just getting apart. attacked with hammers and we're not reporting on that in the news. Mm-hmm. They had three people attacked with hammers within 24 hours. And they didn't report that to the news. Not 24 hours. Within six days. I thought the first three was like... No. The first one was on the 4th. Oh. And then six days later on the 10th was two more. Okay. 
I knew there was a six in there. Six days. Well, I knew that two of them were like on the same. Yeah, same day. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking it was the first and the second. No, so the first one, six days later, the second, same day, the third. Okay. I was thinking it was the first and the second on the same day. Yeah. Okay. So they're all in the same area. They still should have reported people getting attacked with hammers. No, I agree. So the first two are in Aurora, and the third one is in Lakewood, and they are 30 minutes apart. Okay. So because um, this was such a brutal attack, they put out an APB and asked any departments who had um, cases with similar details to contact them. But no one did. So Aurora and Lakewood are only 30 minutes apart. I just said that. But Aurora never contacted them. They have no clue about the other attack. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love to hear that. That brings me such joy. Right. So I don't really know how APBs work, but um, I feel like there should be a better process that if you get one, you should have to respond. I agree. But I don't know how they work. So I'm not sure either, honestly. So if you know how they work, let us know. Um, On January 16th, so... Six days later, Constance Bennett received a call from her brother. Her son, Bruce, and his wife, Deborah, haven't shown up for their shifts at their family furniture store. So they check in with Constance to see if she knows anything. She doesn't, but she's not far from her son's house, so she goes over there to check on him, and the garage door is open, and their cars are there. The door in the garage to the house is also slightly open. Constance goes inside and is met with a horrible scene. She sees her son, Bruce, laying on the steps going up to the second floor. He's bludgeoned and laying in a pool of blood from the injuries to his face. He has a gash on top of his nose, his left jaw, and his throat was cut open. Immediately, Constance knows that Bruce must have been trying to get upstairs to his family, his wife, Deborah, and their two small daughters. So Constance yells upstairs to all of the girls, but nothing. She doesn't hear anything. So she leaves to find help. Once the police arrive, they find Bruce has 16 blows to his head with a hammer and has died. They go upstairs and they find Deborah deceased on the floor in the master bedroom. She's also severely beaten. She has five blows to her right shoulder, two to her face, and eight in the top and back of her head. Her jaw is broken and she's naked with signs of sexual assault. In the girls' bedroom, they find seven-year-old Melissa laying on the floor with nine blows to the head with a hammer and signs of sexual assault. They find three-year-old Vanessa laying on the bed, covered in blood and severely beaten. She's barely alive. They rush her to the nearest children's hospital. She has multiple surgeries to repair her injuries. Her face is shattered and her jaw is wired shut. She was beaten so badly that she was unrecognizable and there were pieces of her jawbone in her stomach. <laughs> You're just going to stare at me? Yeah, I'm really not pleased with you. I know. Okay, but that this was is the worst. Awful, Ashley. What is wrong with you? I'm sorry. I honestly, I can be, okay. I'll tell you why I picked the case at the end. Okay. I can handle a lot of true crime. I know, but kids, I don't like it. I can't do, I can do kids most of the time. Honestly, I know that might make me sound like a psychopath, but, like, most of the time, I'm really not that affected by, I mean, I won't say I'm not affected, but, like, I'm okay. I can listen to kids. I mean, it, you know, obviously isn't great, but that, oh, like, who the fuck gets a seven-year-old child with a hammer and a three-year-old child with a hammer? Yeah, I don't know. A trash Mm, bag. Like, let alone the sexual assaults. Like, that in itself is a whole different monster. But, like, who? hell beats children with a hammer a true monster that's who like what in the actual hell is wrong with people yeah 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So a little side note on Vanessa. She ended up going to live with her grandmother after she um, recovered. She had a really tough life, as you would imagine. Her whole family was brutally ripped away from her. She suffered severe PTSD. And also, kids suck. So she was made fun of a lot for her appearance. Her face was really... um, Disfigured? Yes. That's the word I was going for. Very disfigured. Um, And they even made fun of her for the fact that she didn't have parents. What? Yeah, kids are awful. Yeah, kids kids absolutely are horrible. Um, She was also excluded from a lot of things with her peers because they would tell her that if they hung out with her, then the hammer man would come to get them too. So not only are they making fun of her, but they're also like rubbing in her face. What happened to her? Right. So as a teenager, she took up substance abuse and her life took an even harder path. She was homeless for a while and had at least one child and lost custody of them. Some reports, I found more than that. Some, only one. So I'm not sure how many kids she actually had, but at least one. Um, But recent reports say that she is now clean and working on getting her life back together. She's going to college to be um, a substance abuse counselor and she got married. I mean, I guess that's, you know, a little bit of positivity, but... Right. No, she All I can a, think is like, okay, so she was three. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's just horrible. Like, my youngest child is four. I cannot imagine, I mean, hurting a child like that. Yeah. I mean, or a seven-year-old. Like, that's not No, I mean, not matter. a seven-year-old either. Like, I have a four-year-old and I have a six-year-old. Right. I cannot imagine. Like, I cannot fathom. Like, it hurts my heart when they cry over right. a skinned knee, you know? Right. Like, I cannot fathom what kind of a monster would beat them with hammers. Yeah, I don't know. But thankfully, that's the last kids we're going to talk about. Thank you. So, for the Bennett case, um, again, they found no forced entry. Nothing was taken, and there was a purse dumped out. Um, A few days pass, and on January 19th, the police reach out to the public. They say they have some people they want to question. Um, Number one, a group of hippies who have previously been seen loitering outside of the Bennett home. And a black male who may have been involved in a previous hammer attack. So, that's a very horrible description. Mm -hmm. That's all they get for black male. Which blows my mind. But anyways. Mm -hmm. So, this one is all over the news. Tips are flooding in. But nothing is bringing them closer to finding the attacker. They do find a very clear footprint on the comforter in the girls' room. And along with a few other items, they send this away to a new high-tech lab in Texas. And at this point, they have connected the cases in Aurora. So they send all of the hammers and some of the other evidence to the lab as well. But really, nothing comes of it. Okay, I don't I don't understand why those cases weren't immediately related. Like, oh, by this point, they've connected them. They should have immediately been connected. How many people are running around beating people with hammers? I don't know. I don't think that's a common occurrence. I mean, I wouldn't think so either, but... But they're now connected. So after hearing about this, the Lakewood police call them and tell them about that case of Patricia. So they see a pattern. It seems that the attacker strikes every six days. 
So that would mean that the next attack should be on January 22nd. So because of that, all cops are on patrol that night, just waiting for something to happen, but nothing does. Days pass, nothing happens. So they're just, the whole town, all of the police force, they're all just sitting there, terrified, waiting for someone to strike again. Nothing happens. So the FBI comes in and goes through all the files and conducts their own interviews, and they agree that all four cases are connected. They develop a profile of the suspect, a unsophisticated criminal, criminal, an unsophisticated, <laughs> an unsophisticated criminal who has probably already committed petty crimes like trespassing, breaking and entering, and small theft, most likely a male. They believe he has probably been caught before, hence why he carries around a hammer to protect himself. He's had violence in his own life. He has substance abuse issues. He's a loner, an opportunity criminal targeting easy suspects, those who have left their garage doors open or houses unlocked, and is driven by rage and will not stop until he is forced to. However, there are no more crimes happening, so they believe he has been stopped. They think he's either dead or he is in jail. In the coming years, there are no more attacks, but investigators don't stop. 500 people are questioned, and in 1989, Vanessa, the three-year-old, who was no longer three, but anyways, she comes forward to tell police that she has a memory now. She remembers a white man with brown hair. He was wearing blue jeans, a multicolored shirt, and fuzzy gloves. So they update the description to the public, and still they get nothing. As technology and science advance, they retest evidence, but they don't get any closer. In 1999, the comforter was retested and semen was found on it. They also retested the carpet from the girls' room that had semen on it, and it is a match to the comforter, confirming that this is a single perpetrator. In 2001, a full DNA profile was made and entered into CODIS. In 2010... Why are you looking at me like that? Are you about to tell me they never found this motherfucker? I don't know. Is that what you're about to tell me? I don't know. Because we're in 2010, and this happened in 1984. Are you about to tell me that there's a man running around beating people with hammers, and they never caught him? Because I'm going to be livid. (laughs) I'm pissed right now. (laughs) If you're about to tell me they never caught this guy. Sarah, you don't be better than that. I would freaking hope so, because I'm going to (laughs) go home. And first of all, I want to go home and light my garage on fire because I never want to go in my garage again. Like, you have to be terrified to go in my garage. Not really. I'm not going to light my garage on fire because, first of all, I rent my house, so that would be rude. (laughs) Second of all, um, I, it's attached to my house. So if I lit my garage on fire, then I would obviously burn my whole house down and that would be a bad day. That would be a bad day. But I never want to go in my garage again. And I would say, no big deal. I don't need to go in my garage. Oh, except for my freaking laundry rooms in my garage. Well, don't leave the garage door open. I can't open the garage door. What are you talking about? Exactly. I hung all my dresses off of the garage <laughs> off of the garage rack thingies that hold the door in the air. So I can't actually open the garage door if I wanted to. Okay, well, just it's home to my dressies. There you go. So you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> so in 2010, they test the DNA found at Patricia's scene, and it is a match to the DNA at the Bennett scene. So they confirmed that they are connected, which we already knew. Well, obviously, we knew they were freaking connected nobody's running around beating people with hammers except for this one psychopath well yes but they have to prove it so they tested them against each other in 2016 they use a new phenotype technology to come up with what their suspect looks like but it just looks like a generic white male and then in parentheses i have here share photo (laughs) 
But I never actually saved the photo, so let me find the photo. I meant to do that. Yeah, way to go. Way to drop the freaking ball. <laughs> uh, my bad. You really need to get this room cleaned up. Why? I'm getting sick of sitting next to the vacuum. <laughs> I don't know what's in here. I, mean, I don't know what's wrong with the vacuum, but okay. I don't know, Ashley, maybe because your half of the room is clean and my half of the room is full of shit. I have a random tote full of crap here. I have a vacuum cleaner, random canvases, um, the container that stores all of our podcasting equipment. I have the card box from your wedding up my butt. So I don't know what's wrong with the room. Why don't you look at your half and look at mine? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't imagine that that was on purpose of you putting all of the garbage on my side of the room. Okay. Anyways, so um, here is the... I took a little, little screenshotty, so you didn't have to look at the whole thing. But anyway, so let me share this photo with you. Oh, I thought you were just going to text it to me. Oh, no, I'm just going to give it my phone. That'd be much easier. Oh, my gosh. So it's like his picture and then age progression of what he would look like now. Okay. So what do you think? Where was this in? Colorado. Oh, okay. Why do you know him? <laughs> uh, he looks very similar to... Beep! Can't say it on the podcast. He looks a lot like... You remember that I used to date? Oh, yeah. He looks a lot like him. I'll see maybe it was his dad. Hmm. Like, he looks a lot like him, right? He does cover a few states. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, yeah, so what's No, he just like? looks like a generic white dude. Like, I don't think he looks like a generic white dude. You don't think so? No, I mean, as white people, I don't think that they're generic white, but that might just <laughs> be because I'm white. Um. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, when I saw him, it immediately made me think of the person that I just beeped out. Yeah. Like, it looks very much like him. Obviously, I know it's not him, though, because he wasn't even alive in 1984. Yeah. But, um... Maybe they're related. Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I don't think it looks like a generic white dude, though. I mean, I see what you're saying. Like, I don't... I don't know. I don't ever understand when they say, like, a generic white person. Because, again, I don't think all white people look alike. <laughs> I mean, he's just, like, you know, like, your typical, like, white male. I mean, like I he's guess, got brown, like hair, brown hair, blue eyes. blue eyes. Yeah. There's no real, like, face structure. I mean, he's just, like, there's nothing special about him. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't see this person on the side of the road and be like, wow, you beat people with hammers. Right. <laughs> I understand. Like, there's nothing, like, that really identifies him, I don't think. He right. just looks like Joe Schmo. Yeah, I agree. I can agree with that. So that's what I mean by generic white man. Okay. Okay, so anyways... I just um, hate when that term is used, because, like, I don't actually think... I don't, I don't know. I just don't ever feel like there's, like, a generic... You know who I think he looks like? Piz. Piz? Yeah, <gasps> Veronica Mars. Yes! That's who he looks like! Yeah, yeah, he does look like him. So, frat boy. Wait, dude. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So I can see like. that. No, he does. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know. I just hate when that term is used, like, generic... White male, generic African-American male. Because, I don't know, I don't ever think... I just hate that. Like, I feel like everyone looks so different. I don't ever look at someone and think, like, you look just like everyone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just hate that because I feel like there's such differences in um, literally everyone's... Yeah, I can see that. ...appearance, so... Okay, well, but I, but what I mean by generic white male is that there's nothing special. Nothing special. I can, I can see that. There's nothing special about him, yes. He just likes, like, a douchey rap boy. Right. Okay. Yep. So, anyways, no one identifies him because he just looks like a um, regular dude. Right. So then, on July 11th, 2018, 
There's oh a CODIS gosh, hit. Gosh, thank you. Finally, 2008. I mean, are you kidding me? Right? Hammer Slinger's just running around from 1984 until 2000. That's a long time. Yeah. How many years is that? Like 30 something. 34. 34. 34 years. And he didn't ever hit anyone with a hammer again? So, I find that hard to believe. It is hard to believe because he was actually in prison since 1985. Oh, shit. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad he was in freaking prison. Yeah. So the DNA match was to Alexander Christopher Ewing. Wait a minute. If he was in prison since 1985, how was there not a code hit before that? They didn't take his DNA when they put him in prison? DNA wasn't around in 1985. Okay, but they should have, like, when DNA became a thing, put it in. 2018. DNA was a thing before 2018. Okay, but they didn't make everybody be in the system. Only new arrests. That's bullshit. That's what it was. Okay. I mean, I believe you. I'm not saying you're bullshit. I'm saying that is a bullshit law. <laughs> I agree. It is bullshit. I think the moment DNA became a thing, they should have been like, all right, guys, line it up. Right. So, yeah, I like touch on this a little later, but let me find it so I don't get my facts wrong. Okay. So, um, the reason that there wasn't a match until 2018 was because a law had been passed in 2013 that all felons had to be entered into CODIS, right? As they should. Okay, but then, not until 2016 was it amended that past felons also had to be in there. Okay. So, in 2013, it was just like anyone being arrested as anyone a felon. newly convicted of felony. Right. So, in 2016, they had to go back to all of their previous felons. Okay. And add them. I mean, I don't even necessarily know that it should... Okay, whatever. I mean, okay. I was going to say, I don't know that it should necessarily even be necessarily even be felons, but like violent criminals. Right. Yeah. No, it's felons is the law. Because like, I mean, there's a lot of felonies that just because you're a felon doesn't mean you're going to go around hitting people with hammers. Right. No, I agree. But um, so the prison that Ewing was in when this happened in 2016, they just kind of ignored it. That's they, fantastic. That was a lot of work. What prison was that? It was in Nevada. I'm not positive. Okay. So they just kind of ignored it. It was a lot of work. Getting all that DNA. So in 2018, the attorney general came to the prison and forced them to enter the DNA into CODIS. Oh, good. So they did, and there was a match pretty immediately. So anyways, back up to where I was. So initial profile was correct. He was in prison since 1985. On January 27th, 1984... In Kingman, Arizona, Roy Williams was asleep in his bed when he was hit on the side of the head by a rock the size of a football. That's a big rock. Right? Big freaking rock. How much would that rock weigh? So one thing, I I listened to a podcast that said it weighed 25 pounds. That's a heavy rock. But I didn't see that in any articles. I only saw that it was the size of a football, so I'm not sure. 25 pounds is a heavy rock. Yeah. It's like the size of a one-year-old. Like the weight of one year old. <laughs> yeah, and they just like hurled that at his head. Like, I mean, it's not funny they hurled it at his head. No, but just to think of like some man beast like hurling a rock. It's that crazy. Size at someone. Yeah, like one handed or like two handed. I'm not positive. I feel like it'd have to be two. I don't know. I'm not very strong. Yeah. I bet you Jacob could pick up a rock that was 25 pounds with one hand. Probably. So, anyways, obviously, um, this woke up Roy. And that scared off his attacker because they expected this to either kill him or knock him out. Yeah, it seems that this person is quite startled when the people they're attacking have conversation with them. Yeah, and wake up and actually know what's going on. Yeah. Like, they just expect him to, like, oh, no. Uh. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of dumb. Yeah. Dumb, in my opinion. So, uh, when the police arrive, they follow his p- footprints for a few miles until they disappear. 
The police then go out surveilling the area when one cop comes across a suspicious-looking man walking along the highway. When he pulled over to talk to him, the guy was, you know, pretty normal. He was talking, answers questions. And then the police officer was like, hey, can I see the bottom of your feet? To see if that matched the footprints that they've been following. And the man was like, nope, and ran. So 30 minutes later, the cops caught him and arrested him for the attempted murder. He was originally put in jail in Arizona awaiting trial. But his case got delayed a few times. He switched up his lawyers a few times, probably trying to delay his case even farther. And eventually he got transferred to a prison in Utah because of overcrowding. Okay. When his trial was finally set, he was being transported back to Arizona and he escaped. So the officers stopped for a little bathroom break in Nevada and Ewing made a run for it. He went to the Kmart. <laughs> ditched his prison uniform and put on gym shorts and some sneakers. And pretty much in no time, there are calls coming in of reports of a man with no shirt on and gym shorts walking through their yards. One report said a shirtless man came up to their house and rang the doorbell and asked him for a tow truck. But the couple just got a weird feeling about him because he was standing there without a shirt on. Why wouldn't he have put a shirt on? He was in the Kmart. Like, know. he had ample opportunity to put a shirt know. on. I don't know. Okay. Like, if you're going to put on shoes and basketball shorts or whatever, gym shorts, put a freaking shirt on. Yeah, you would think, but... So. Okay. So this couple declined and called it in. So now he's walking the streets, and he finds an unlocked door and enters the home of Christopher and Nancy Berry. They were getting ready for bed, and Nancy heard their baby crying, so she went into the kitchen to make him a bottle, and when she did, she saw a man enter their home with a pickaxe and handle in his hand. Nancy screamed and ran for the bedroom to find her husband. Ewing followed her and began attacking them both. Nancy tried to protect the blows from her husband, but when she knew that she couldn't save either of them, she went to call 911, and then Ewing started to focus on her and beat her. She thought her only chance that she had was to survive was to pretend that she was dead and maybe he would leave her alone. And sure enough, that worked, and he stopped and left them there to die. Both Chris and Nancy did survive. Chris was in a coma for a couple of weeks, and Nancy had to have reconstructive surgery on her arm and hand, where she was trying to block his blows. Did he touch the baby? The baby was left untouched. Thank you. I told you, no more kids. Okay. Just well, Sometimes you lie to me. I said just the one. I mean, that was a big one, but it was only the one. Well, two, I guess. Only the one case. Right. So pretty um, quickly, they positively ID Alex Ewing from a photo lineup, and within two days, the police find him, 15 miles away, and in February of 1985, he was found guilty for attempted murder and sentenced 8 to 48 years, and was eligible for parole in 2021. Okay. I hate that so much. 8 to 48 years! Like, that's a very big difference! I know. I know, but... So here's where I talk about uh, the reason for the match, not being until 2018, but we already talked about that. Okay. So in July of 2018, after they got that positive CODIS match, they traveled to Nevada to question him. They also looked into his past, and his petty crime started in 1979, which is just what that profile said, that he was a petty criminal before. Mm-hmm. Profilers or something, man. Profilers are... They got everything right in this case. Dude, but they got to have some sort of deal with the devil. Yeah, I mean, I there ain't know. no freaking way that they know. I, how do they do that? How do they do it? I don't know. I need a profiler. 
one of you out there knows a profiler, tell them to call me. Yeah, I want them. I want to talk to I them. I want to talk to a profiler. Like, legit, I want to talk to a profiler. That has to be, like, on our bucket list of podcasting. I want a profiler. Yeah, that'd be cool. I want to talk to them, and I want to know how they figure it out so I can learn how to profile. <laughs> so that I can go work at Quantico. Yeah, that would be cool. It's crazy. Like, how? How do they know? I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's just so crazy to me. When you, like, they'll be like, the person we're looking for drinks tea on Tuesdays. And, like, how? How do you know that? <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I don't get it. So, of course, he denied all claim, or he denied all involvement. And they tried him for the Bennett case first in August of 2021. Mm-hmm. They couldn't really use any of the other cases because they all happened after, which I thought was kind of crazy. But the only thing that they could use in this current case was Patricia. And then... The other attacks, the statute of limitations ran out, so they couldn't use them either. He was found guilty in the triple homicide of the Bennett family and was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences. In October of 2021, Ewing went to trial for the murder of Patricia Smith, and it was declared a mistrial. Another trial was started soon after, and in April of 2022, he was found guilty of the murder of Patricia Smith and sentenced to another life sentence. So, four total. During the trial, his lawyers tried to use um, evidence mishandling. That was their main defense. Um, the chain of command couldn't be proven. They didn't store evidence properly. And there were extra fingerprints at the scenes because they didn't use gloves. But it was the 80s, so they didn't really mishandle the evidence. They just did like the best they could for their time. So, this was all kind of thrown out. Right. He still denies his involvement in all the cases and says that his trials were unfair. Okay. I'm playing my tiny little fiddle. Yeah, you couldn't hear that, but that was an eye roll. Yeah. So, yeah. So, let me tell you why I chose this case. Yeah, it was please horrible. do. Because I don't know what is wrong with you, honestly. Like, I'm so disgusted with you right now. Okay. I can't even look at you. <laughs> like, okay, I'm don't so be so dramatic. bothered. It was a horrible case. And let me tell you, it gave me nightmares researching it. Like, it's going to give me nightmares and all I had to do was listen to it. And now I've got to edit it. I still have to go edit this bullshit. Yeah, I know. Okay, but how crazy is it that, yes, this happened in 1984, the first ones. So I could see kind of how, like, oh, we're not hearing too much about it. But this man killed how many people? And he, I mean, I've never even heard of this case before. No, me neither. And then also... He was tried in 2021 and 2022, and I still have not heard anything about it. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. Like, why was this not all over the news? Well, because what was going on in 2021 and 2022? Well, COVID, but... All the news was wrapped around. Okay, yeah, but we were bored at home. Not in 2022. No, but 2021... Not even. 2020. We were back out. I mean, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but we in the South were good in 2021. Yeah, I guess they. But still. I mean, I think it should have been everywhere. should have been on every major headline. No, it should have been. I think we should have saw it on TikTok. Right? That's what I was doing. That's what I was doing in 2021. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, (laughs) you know what I mean? I mean, I was watching TikToks, but that's what I'm saying. That, That is what I would see. I don't watch that much news, honestly. I mean, I think this is a horrible serial killer. And, I mean, is he considered a serial killer? I mean, he should be. I would say a serial I mean, I'm pretty sure the definition of a serial killer is only, like, two victims. I thought it was three and they had to be separate acts. Um, I don't know. Either way, 
This is a horrible killer. And he should have 100%. I feel like everybody should know about this. No, I mean, I agree 100%. Um, three or more people with the murder taking place over more than a month and including a significant period of time between them. So I guess, I don't know, is that significant periods of time? Six days? I mean, no, but I would say... I mean, he, so all of that happened within like a year. Right. Like, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would classify him as a serial killer. Yeah. I would because he also would have kept killing had he not been caught. Right, 100%. I mean, he was killing people every six days. He would have 100% kept killing. Yeah, and they said that in their profile, that if he was not forced to stop, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what How happened. did their picture look compared to him? Did it look like him? Did you look? Yes. Okay. But he's, like, old now, and his hair's long. And Well, I just wondered. I mean, I didn't compare them side to side. I just wondered if... Um, let me make a little collage. I don't know that collage is necessary, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he kind of does. I can't believe this is him then. Yeah. I'd say it looks like him. Not a dead ringer. Doesn't look like Piz. Piz, no. whatever his name is. I think it's Piz. Piz, it is Piz, but... Well, you know, thank you for that, Ashley. I really appreciate it. I'm going to enjoy not sleeping tonight. Well, I told you, it's a horrible case, but... I really needed to do laundry, so thank you for an excuse. Not You're welcome. Because I really needed to do laundry. But now I'm not going to my garage for at least a week. You're welcome. No more laundry for you. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry it was so horrible, but... It was really awful. It was freaking horrible. It was, but those... Nobody knows about their stories. And no, that's, that's insane. No, I've never heard anything of that. So the only um, big podcast that's covered it, Crime Junkie did cover it. So that's why I was surprised that you didn't know who they were. Was it recent? I don't think so. Really? No, I mean, like, not super recent. I'll be honest. Since we started podcasting ourselves, I don't listen to podcasts as much as I used to because I spend most of the time editing and listening to our podcast, and I'm just kind of, like, nah, like, out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just don't want to listen anymore. Um, I mean, I do still listen, you know, but not nearly as much as I used to. Like, before we started podcasting, I mean, I listened to so a ton of podcasts, like, all day, September every day. of 2021. Uh, so, they posted it before. I would, have, you would think I would have heard it. Right. So, they did theirs before the he was even sentenced. Hmm. Okay. To either one of them. It's kind of crazy. No, you would think I would have heard that one, but no, I haven't. So, and then, like, some smaller podcasts have covered him as well, but that's, like, a big one that covered him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you would think, like... I mean, this dude sucks, and it's pretty recent, so... Right. Like, his being found is recent. You would think right. that it would be, like, the Delphi murders. Right. Like... Everybody covered him. Everyone covered that, because it was huge, and you would think that this would be equally huge. Right. Hmm. Which I find insane. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to cover it. Well, Even I though it was an it. awful case, and I'm really sorry. And I gave everybody a trigger warning that they didn't have to listen. You had to, You but... did not give me a choice. Well, okay, but everybody else I did. I was not given that option, so. Yeah, That's the thing that sucks about being a host here is that I don't have the option if I don't want to listen. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's all right, I forgive you, but. All right, well, I guess that's really all we got, so. Yeah. So we'll see you next week for hopefully not as horrible of a case. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's going to be. I haven't picked next week's case yet. 
Um, but hope you guys have a beautiful day. It's only up from here. We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly three dollars a month that's literally 10 cents a day you can join the slightly wicked after that we've got the moderately wicked for just five dollars a month followed by the awesomely wicked for seven dollars a month and for those high rollers big ballers we have the extraordinarily good so head on over check it out if you like what you see join it up if subscriptions aren't your jam head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash w-d-o-w where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or you know like podcasting equipment which would probably be a better use of our money feel free to give us a follow on instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones or you can give us a like on facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked Or, you know what, you could just do both, because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. Great news, guys. We've made it big time. And you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. Wicked. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.